Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim's show on June the 6th, 2023. Yep, it's Teacher's Tuesday, but first, a word from our mouth. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard. I have a few announcements. First of all, I want to remind you guys, quarterly, that's in July, July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Now, same dates as it was in April. That was very coincidental. But anyway, July 21, 22, and 23, Fairfield, Illinois, be there. Registration's $25, children 11 to 6 are $10, and online registration is $30. But don't just listen online. I'm telling you, you miss out when you just listen online. Prophet and I noticed years and years ago, those who make the effort to show up at quarterly, they grow spiritually at a faster rate than those who just listen. And we noticed that, and we we talked about it, and we know it it costs you to come. It costs you to to transportation to get here. It costs you costs you housing once you are here. That's why we decided that we would feed you. And I'm telling you, for twenty five dollars, you couldn't eat out for twenty five dollars. Well, most of you couldn't eat out for one meal for twenty five dollars. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Two meals. Two meals. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, make an effort to come. Begin, if you can't come this quarterly, begin to put money back. Begin to save. At least, you know, say, you know what, God? I want to make a quarterly at least once a year. 
Or I want to make a quarterly at least twice a year. Begin to make it, you know, we're always telling you, have a faith project. Quarterly can be your faith project. Simple as that. It can be your faith project. You need, you need to come to the quarterly. God ministers. That anointing is there. And as that anointing is there, it ministers to you in ways sometimes that you don't even realize. But on the flip side, come expecting. Come expecting God to meet your needs. And when you put that demand on the anointing, he will meet your needs. He will meet your needs. Well, check out our itinerary page at jewishprophet.com. We also have Sabbath Fellowship available. That's on our YouTube uh, with Prophet Mark Reinbold on Friday night. We have a Wednesday evening on our YouTube channel with myself. We have Blog Talk Radio on this channel with Prophet Deckard, late, the late Prophet Deckard and myself, five days a week. And on the other channel, we have Tuesdays and Thursdays, Prophet Gary and Prophet Greg Burpee. All of us are teaching Prophet Deckard's material. Well, you know, as, as every, every, uh, every blog that I listen to five days a week, I hear that announcer go through the same thing over and over and over again. And I remember when Prophet wrote what he wanted that announcer to say. But I you to think about one of the things that that, that announcer says, and Prophet Dicker used to say it all the time, God is coming back for a church filled with what? Sickness, needs, whining, babies, dirty diapers. No, he is coming back for his people who are full of power and glory. God expects us to have his power working in our lives. He expects us to be overcomers. He expects us not to be whining around, well, I can't make it to quarterly because I don't have enough money. I can't make it to quarterly because I have whatever. No, he expects you to be an overcomer. God, you're going to make a way that I can get to quarterly. God, you're going to make a way for me. And that is what he expects out of each of us. He's coming back for a body, his body, his bride, who is full of power and glory. Where are you at today? Where are you at today? We are continuing on with the teaching that I did called the promise of the Father. Yeshua told the disciples, it is expedient. Now, when, when something is expedient, that means it's, it's extremely important. It's, it's so important that it is the number one thing that we're working on here. It is expedient, he said, that I go to the Father, that I can send back the Comforter, the gift of God, the Holy Ghost. Turn with me 
to Acts chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. And you shall be, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So God's coming back for a church full of power and glory, but he sent the power on that first Shavuot in Jerusalem after his resurrection, after his ascension, I'm sorry. He said, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you will be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and in the othermost parts of the earth. Do you realize when we're whining around, oh, poor me, somebody feels sorry for me, God help me, we're not being witnesses. We're not being witnesses. If your life's a freaking mess, Who wants to be like you? He said, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then you will be witnesses. In Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he has spoke these things, While they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. He's floated up in the air. You know, they always talk about that right before a person passes away, their last words are very important. This was Yeshua's last message to his disciples. You will receive power. He was talking to the men that ran like squared, scared rabbits when he was taken to be crucified. They weren't worried about him. They weren't, weren't experiencing power. No, they were experiencing fear and worrying about their own flesh. He said, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You, 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 you and I receive power, the power of God, after the Holy Ghost comes upon us. After we receive the promise of the Father. We receive the power. We receive God's power. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Ishigarabaha. When the day of Pentecost, we just celebrated Shavuot, the day of Pentecost. When does it come? Seven weeks, 50 days after Passover. 
when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Why? Because the command was to be in Jerusalem. Because Yeshua had told them to tarry in Jerusalem until they were endued with power. They were in one place, in one accord. One accord. Waiting, waiting for what? Waiting for the promise. Waiting for the Holy Ghost that was to come and they would be endued with power. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Have you ever heard a rushing mighty wind? We had a tornado. Went through. Went through and destroyed the house, catacornered from our home. We were in the basement, and you could hear the rushing, mighty wind. And that tornado bypassed and went, went, destroyed our neighbor's house, and then went past ours. You could hear the wind. You could hear, you could hear the leaves that, that it sucked up, because it was in November, and it sucked up the leaves. And it was throwing them against the window and the door. You could hear the leaves hitting the windows and doors. You could hear the wind. Now, it didn't last but a few seconds, and it was over. Some of you may have lived through hurricanes, and you've heard a rushing mighty wind, and it didn't seem like it was rushing. It may have been going 100-plus miles an hour, but you heard it all night. You heard it for a whole day. Tornadoes move quickly. It says that there was the house, the house that they were in. Suddenly, this sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues like a fire, and it set on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Wow. Wow. That rushing mighty wind, that thing was so, so, so loud that it says that, that there in Jerusalem, people came. They came to see what, what, what was that sound? You ever heard a sound every once in a while? We hear sonic boom. And I can remember we we'd go we we'd go we'd go outside and go, what was that? Now we know that hey, it's a sonic boom. Just happened. Just happened. Now and then, 
now then it's like, oh, that's that's your sonic boom probably. Or maybe or maybe it's maybe it's there's a mine close by. Maybe they're maybe they're shooting off dynamite. Bring out more coal. But they they went to see. They said, What is this? What was this sound? And they got there and here they heard here they heard the disciples and those that were with them all speaking in another language. And they were hearing their languages. But you know what? There's always the ones who've got their opinion. Prophet always said, Opinions are like everybody's got an opinion, just like everybody's got a belly button. And they were amazed. Let's go down to verse 12 and 13. We're in Acts chapter 2. And they were all amazed and were in doubt. Now doubt, that's the opposite of faith. They were in doubt saying one another, what meaneth this? Others mocking said, ah, these men are drunk. They're full of new wine. There's always going to be the naysayers. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what car you buy, what house you pick to live in, what mate you choose, what school you decide to go to what you have on, how you fix your hair. There's always the naysayers. There's always somebody with an opinion. And what do we know? We know that's judgment. That's judgment. God, God God said, get the judgment out of your life. But here they were judging them. You're drunk. That's not God. That's the devil. But it was God. God had done something new. God had sent his power to the earth. God had sent his power. Those of you that have have cell phones, you have to plug them in and power them up. If you don't, the battery goes dead and the phone's useless. I have a charging station right there by my bed. Plug in my phone, my headphones, my iPod, my watch. God's in his power. It's in his power. He said, look, you need my power. Yeshua said, it's expedient that I leave because he knew they needed the power. They needed the power. You and I need the power of God. You don't have the Holy Ghost. You listen to this teaching real close. 
And for those of you that do, you let this teaching stir up inside of you. You have the power. You're plugged in to the charger. But some of you have unplugged the charger. You don't bother to pray in your heavenly language. You don't bother to to praise God in tongues. You don't bother to use the power. Shame on us. Verse 14 through 22. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all you that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known to you and hearken unto my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour, it's nine o'clock in the morning. Some of you haven't even had breakfast yet at nine o'clock in the morning. Others of you have done a whole day's work by then. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it will come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit onto all flesh. Onto all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and my handmaidens, I will pour out those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood, fire, vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon to blood, before the great and notable day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. Say, I'm a whosoever. I'm a whosoever. He was quoting from Joel, chapter 2, verse 28 through 32. Joel 2, 28. It shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour my spirit onto all flesh. That's not just one, that's not just the, that's not just the Israelites, that's not just the frozen chosen, all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Upon the servants, upon the handmaidens, in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in heaven and in earth, blood, fire, and pillars of smoke. I'm telling you, Peter quoted this just word for word, didn't he? Peter must have known his Bible. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. 
For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be delivering, as the Lord has said, in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Turn with me to Ezekiel, chapter 47, verse 1 through 9. This is a vision that Ezekiel had. Afterwards, he brought me again into the door of the house, and behold, water issued out from under the threshold of the house, eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, so the house faced east. And the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. And then brought he me out the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the outer gate by the way that looked eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubics. And he brought me through the water, and the water was to the ankle. And he measured a thousand feet and brought me through the waters, and the water was to the knees. And again he measured a thousand and brought me through the water, and they were to my loins. And afterwards he measured a thousand. And it was a river that I could not pass over. The water was risen, water to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. And he said to me, Son of man, has thou seen this? Prophet used to talk about when God would give him a vision, he would ask him, what do you see? And when he brought me, and caused me to return to the brink of the river. And now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. And he said to me, these waters issue out toward the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea which brings forth life, or bring forth into the sea, and the waters shall be healed. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the river shall come, shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed. And everything shall live, whether the river cometh. So the vision was about a river. In John chapter 7, we hear about a river. 38 and 39. John 7, 38 and 39. Yeshua is speaking about this river. She was talking about it. He said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. When you receive the Holy Ghost and you begin to pray, 
and speak in tongues. It comes forth out of your belly like a river. Some of you, when you pray in tongues, you're only ankle deep. You're only ankle deep. Some of you, you've, you've developed your prayer language by praying and spending time in the presence of God, and you're, you're, you're up to your knees in the Holy Ghost. Some of you, you've went in even deeper with God, and you're up to your loins. But I'll tell you where God wants us to be. He wants us to be to the point that it's a river, a rushing river that flows out of us. A river to swim in. How many of you have been drunk in the Holy Ghost? I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. You can't walk in it. Yeah, I can't swim in it. It's a rushing, mighty river. He says, out of their belly, Yeshua said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. It will give you life. In Ezekiel's, in Ezekiel's vision, it healed. The sea, the fish of the sea. Some of you need healing. You've prayed, you believed God. But how much time do you spend allowing that river to flow? Verse 39. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him, and I want you to look at that word, should. Receive. God knew not everybody was going to. Yeshua could have said, they which believe on me, if the moon's in the third quarter and they have the right DNA, they'll receive it. If you're born in this section of time, right here after I've ascended, you'll receive it. But after that, no. No, that's not what he said. He said those that believe on him should receive it. You understand that believing on him doesn't mean you received it? Doesn't mean you received it. You should, but doesn't mean you did. You just believed on him. You have to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You have to ask for it. For so the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Yeshua was not yet glorified. On down to, let's go to Acts chapter 2, 37 and 38. Now, after Peter got done preaching to that crowd, they cried out. Now, when they had heard this, verse 37, they were pricked in their hearts. You ever been pricked in your heart by a sermon? I have. Most of you have. 
They were pricked in their heart, and they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brothers, what shall we do? What shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent! What? Repent. Peter said, Repent. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Yeshua, the Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when he had said this, He breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Ghost. Acts 7, 51. Acts 7, 51. Ye stiff-necked, uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do you. As your fathers did, so do you. When I received the Holy Ghost, man I was married to, his parents, his parents believed the Holy Ghost was the devil. Speaking in tongues definitely wasn't the devil. And he believed it. He was going to school, to seminary. But God, God had put a burning inside of me. And I prayed and I'd say, God, there's got to be more. I'm just a little farm girl. And here I am, a pastor's wife. I have people coming to me with the problems in their lives. And God, they're the same problems that I have. The majority of the time, the complaints that were coming... I had the same complaint. Excuse me. Oh, it wasn't always exactly the same. But I was like, God, there's got to be more. How can I help these people who are coming to me for help? I've got to have more. I have more. Beginning to seek God. God began to show me in his word. My my prayer life was horrible. Just plain horrible. I only prayed when I needed something. I didn't pray for the congregation we were over. 
no problem to pray for. I pray every day. I prayed when I ate. But I didn't have a prayer life at that time. Hadn't been taught how to pray. It was more SOS calls. Help, God! I know you're up there somewhere. Help, God! And then go about my business trying to fix it myself. Yeah, I didn't have much prayer life. And my study life, well, I knew I was supposed to study God's word. And, and, and I'd study on and off, on and off, more off than on. And God began to show me. He began to show me through his word. I had I came across a, a book. It was a study on the Holy Ghost. Now, my study time was so perfect that it took me a year to get through that book. And that book wasn't that thick. No, it wasn't thick at all. It it probably wasn't even an inch thick. No, I probably if I would have if I would have really, really the way I do today, I could have got through that book probably in a few few days, or at least at most or max a few weeks. But no, it took me a year to get through that book because my study time was not regular. I'd study and then I'd go about my business and then a, then something would come up and 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 then I'd. I'd reach out to God again, SOS. Then I'd get to sit down and I'd study. <laughs> God, there's got to be more. God, there's got to be more. And finally, after a year, I began to say, you know what, God? I see in your word. I see in your word that this is a gift from you. It's a gift of God. It's a gift of God. I see in your word that it's a gift. And God, if it's a gift, I want it. <coughs> we all like to get gifts. Even if, even if they're just little bitty things, you know? Even if it's even if it's just some little trinket, somebody somebody's like, "Hey, I was thinking of you. I saw this the other day, and I thought this is this is you, and it, it makes you feel good, doesn't it?" And God said, "I have a gift. I have a gift." And I said, "God, I want it. I want it." And I'll never forget. I'll never forget the night that I walked down the aisle. This little Pentecostal church, the pastor said, anybody want to receive the Holy Ghost, come forward. The only one who walked forward that night. And I can remember as I'm walking down that aisle, 
it seemed like the thing grew. You ever walked down an aisle and it seemed like it grew? You just couldn't get to the end of it? And I'm walking down that aisle, and these thoughts are running through my head. You're going to ruin your marriage. I did. It did. Your in-laws are going to hate you. That happened too. And I say, God, if it's a gift from you, I want it. I don't care what what my husband says. I don't care what my in-laws think. God, if it's a gift from you, there's going to be a day I'm going to stand in front of you and I'm going to give account for my life. I'm going to give account for my life. And if this is a gift from you, somehow I can't imagine that standing there and saying, I didn't receive your gift because of my husband and my in-laws because they ain't going to be standing there backing me up. He's going to be mean God. And I kept walking. And I received the Holy Ghost. Now, I knew better than to share that with my husband. As excited as I was, I knew better. And so I didn't. I didn't share it with him. He'd go to school. He's gone to seminary. He'd leave on Tuesday morning. He'd come back on Friday evening. And he'd be gone, and I'd pray. Because, see, when in my studies I found out that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're praying spirit to spirit to the Father. And I'd pray spirit to spirit. You can shock a to be That didn't sound like that back then. Like I said, you got to develop that language just like a baby develops. It started out, it was just whatever it was, I don't remember. It's been a long time ago. Because it didn't come out of my head, it came out of my belly. But I would pray in the Holy Ghost. I'd pray until by the time he came home on Friday, it was, and I'd say, hi, honey. And I couldn't wait for Tuesday morning to when he left again. And I could start praying to God and communing with God. And my life changed. I got the power of God. I started studying regularly. I started praying regularly. I had a relationship with the Father. My life changed, and my husband noticed. The people of the church noticed. You're different. You're different. What happened? Nothing. 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 I'm the same person. No, you're different. Finally, the word got out. The word got out. Sister Donna, she went and received in their tongues. Yeah. 
And I'd have people come to me at the church and they'd say, they'd say, well, should everybody get it? I'd be like, like, I don't know. I don't know. And I didn't. I didn't know. I said, all I know is it's a gift of God. And I figured that if it was a gift from God, I wanted it. And if you don't want God's gift, that's your choice. And it is. One morning I was praying. By that time I had developed getting up in the morning and spending an hour with the Father. I'd be studying, praying. I had children by then. I'd have to get up real early before they got up. Sometimes, sometimes they got up with me. And it was a struggle. I'd be studying, praying. This one morning, they, they weren't up. And I was praying. And I'm praying in tongues. And all of a sudden, my language changed. And I began to breathe inside. Now, I had just had my second child. I was one happy mama. I had two children, two little girls, and I was happy. There was no reason for me to be praying and grieving. I had nothing to grieve about, but I was grieved. And this Methodist pastor's wife, I got down on my face on the carpet in that living room, and I began to cry and pray in tongues. And I had a vision. I had no idea it was a vision. I didn't know what it was. But I saw, I saw, I saw these two hands with this beautiful present. It was pink with this gold bow that glittered. And these hands, these hands were reaching down to give this gift. And as I prayed, I, I heard, I have a gift, a gift for my children, a gift, and they refused my gift. They refused my power, my comfort. They refuse my gift that is necessary. Listen, that is necessary for them to make it through the end times. Next time somebody asks me, should I get the Holy Ghost? My answer was yes. Yes. If you are a believer, you should ask and receive the Holy Ghost. You need the power. 
God's coming back for a church full of power. You need this to make it through the end times. I didn't know for years until I had met prophets. What I had experienced was a vision. Didn't know it. Didn't know it. I didn't ask for a vision. I didn't seek a vision. But I had a vision. God said, I have a gift. The church argues and fusses and calls it the devil. But it's a gift. And they need it. They need it. Chapter 10. Isha kabahai otishaha. Isha bakahai Chapter 10, verse 44, 45, and 47. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision that believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because there on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost. It had been given to the Gentiles. God said, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh. Yeshua said, anybody who will believe in me. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Peter said, can any man forbid water that these should be baptized? which have received the Holy Ghost as well as us? Nope. Nope. One of the things that went around, and I don't know, I, I don't know, maybe it goes around yet today. One of the things that went around was, well, you could get a false Holy Ghost. You could get, you could get tongues of the devil. What if you get the wrong tongue? Luke chapter 11 takes care of that. Luke 11, 11 through 13. If a son shall ask bread of any of you, that is a father, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or shall he ask for an egg? Will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, I love this, if you then being evil, how to give good gifts unto your children. <laughs> Yeshua knows how to just, he knows how to stick it to us. You know what I mean? Because if you being evil know how to give a good gift to your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them who ask? Him. If you ask for the Holy Ghost, if you ask the Father for the Holy Ghost, He's not going to give you.
good gifts, just like just like we do. Do you need to receive the Holy Ghost? Is it necessary? Is it a requirement? Yes, yes, and yes. Yes, yes, and yes. God wants you full of power and glory. He wants you to be an overcomer. God said, if you ask for it, if you ask for it, I will give it to you. Let's pray. You should full there's some of you that are listening right now that you haven't received the Holy Ghost. It's a requirement that you're saved. You receive Jesus as Lord as your Savior. I want you to pray after me. Father, Father, forgive me of my sins. Father, I know that Yeshua is your son and that he came and died for my sins and the sins of this world. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead and he now sits at your right hand, Father, making intercession for me and all the world. Father, forgive me of my sins and more so sins as far as east is under west which means that you will never again find me of my past sins from this day forth I will serve you Yeshua the rest of the days of my life in Yeshua's name, I pray. Now, there's some of you, you want to receive the Holy Ghost. All you have to do now that you're saved is ask. Father, I ask for your Holy Ghost. I ask, Father, for your gift. for the comforter with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now I want you to just raise your hands and begin to praise him and I want you to praise him not in your native language but I want you to praise him. Allow that to flow out of your belly. Yeshaka Bahashi!
Receive it! Oh, there it is. Receive it! Now begin to praise him. Hashem! Oh, shit. <laughs> That's it. In the name of Yeshua, praise you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you and praise you, Father. Now, I admonish you. I admonish you. When you go to bed tonight, to lay down and pray in that language, I admonish you to at least the minimum 15 minutes. Lay there for 15 minutes praying in that language. What I really suggest, you pray it every waking moment that you can. That's what I will get. Receive the power. Hallelujah. Well, I want to thank all of you for tuning in today. I'm telling you, <laughs> I want to remind you that with God, Hallelujah. All things are possible. Be sure and email me and let me know you received the Holy Ghost today. Shalom. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.